0: Hello you Seekers, Explorers and Renegades out there, welcome to another episode of the Alchemy Experience Podcast, I'm your host, Christopher Lemke. It is that time of year that we contemplate the uh, new year as we have come into January, and also uh, contemplating the resolutions that we uh, oftentimes made in haste at the end of last year. And oftentimes at this time of year, especially with the Internet age, there are a plethora of articles from psychiatrists, coaches and so forth about New Year's resolutions and uh, why we make them, why we can't keep them and so forth and so forth. I suppose from that perspective, this uh, podcast is... uh, not going to be that much different however the content of it might be and uh, you might very well pick up on something that is going to be helpful to you to uh, a make better resolutions and be keep them so join in and uh, let's see what new perspectives you might be able to gain enjoy may the new year bring you courage to break your resolutions early my own plan is to uh, swear off every kind of virtue so that I triumph triumph even when I fail. And this is a quote from, uh, 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 what is the uh, uh, Moonchild? It's called uh, by Alastair Crowley. So, and uh, I was looking into the history of uh, resolutions, and apparently, in, uh, most traditions in the world have some sort of a tradition where you Kind of leave off the old in the old year and enter the new year with something new. So you make that promise. Um, and apparently, the Romans began began each year by making promises to the god Janus, uh, for whom uh, the month of January is named. Um, but that's kind of similar across many uh, religious pr- uh, practices across the world, which is. Uh, kind of interesting. So it's been going on for quite a while. Uh, I think today, it's more of a promise we make to ourselves. Um, but it is this idea of leaving the old and bringing in the new. So looking at New, Year, new Year's resolution in terms of statistics, the most popular we are looking at uh, exercising more eating healthier, losing weight, save money. But there's interesting interesting uh, division between men and women here. So I'm well. not to be, uh, be sexist, but uh, when we look at the statistics, they say, uh, uh, and this could be societal, it could be whatever reason there is behind it. But when women tend to have... Uh, more focus on the physical so it's uh, eating healthier uh, exercise losing weight and so forth men are more focused on the money and the vices so drinking less quitting smoking making more money uh, changing jobs whatever it might be unfortunately only nine percent of new year's resolutions stick so 45 43 uh, of uh, give up the resolutions before even February comes around um, which is a bit of a challenge Uh, so why is it that we uh, give up on our resolutions so quickly Uh, personally anyway in my experience it's usually it's too big too soon we sit (laughs) essentially on New Year's Eve and we go "Mm, what uh, resolution am I going to make for the next year? Uh, we just come up with something, whether it be quitting smoking, whatever, uh, and it's it tends to be something big, and we want to kind of come out of the gate swinging, and uh, we're simply not prepared for it. It's we're just kind of expecting that in the new year we are going to have this motivation, we're going to have the uh, resources, we're going to have the resolve to uh, kind of stick with this new lifestyle and so we're going to shift everything into this new lifestyle. Um, but we know that that, uh, that that kind of approach doesn't work. Um, uh, so we, we lack a plan. We don't have a plan of approach. Uh, we don't uh, we don't we don't know how to uh, really approach it. We just, ex- again, we expect that because it's a new year, we are going to feel renewed and uh, we're going to get right into it. Well, unfortunately, for a lot of people, I don't drink personally, but you know, if you are partying on New Year's Eve and you start up start the uh, first day of the year with a hangover, then uh, you know you you've already kind of shot yourself in the foot because. Uh, Starting your uh, resolutions <laughs> when you're feeling less than uh, uh, tip top, uh, oftentimes, is going to uh, make it easy for you to come up with excuses. Uh, one important factor is that we have no reference or reverence for our, our promises to ourselves. So we don't respect ourselves to keep our own promises. Um, you know, we and we do this on a daily basis uh, or weekly basis. We tend to go into uh, make promises that, oh, on Monday I'm going to do this, and then something else comes up, and you just get, uh, gets lost in the shuffle, falls between the chairs, whatever expression you want to use. And the unfor- unfortunate thing is that we we keep letting ourselves down, and when we do that we we kind of, yeah, we go into this vibration or frequency of uh, guilt. We feel, feel guilty about it, and that then makes it harder to actually keep promises because we're not accepting our situation as it is. We're bringing on this guilt. We're embodying guilt within ourselves. Um, another big part of it, and this is, I suppose, from my own experience, quitting smoking. I, Started smoking when I was about 12 and I quit when I was uh uh what was it, 43, 44, something like that. Um, so I kept smoking for about 32 years and yeah, tried quitting a lot of times. Many times I tried to quit. But it was only when I started to look at what the the reasons were that I started smoking in the first place that I started to make a headway in uh, quitting smoking. And it was a process over uh, probably two, well, three, four years that I quit smoking. So I, it, and there was that plan that I put into place. And once I was able to kind of understand where it came from, then I could approach it in a, uh, a totally different way. So, for example, in hypnotherapy, the technique we use or we look at something like smoking, for example, and we can use this uh, as a method to understand other coping mechanisms because most of our uh, New Year's resolutions are going to be related to coping mechanisms. It's going to be uh, eating crap food, overeating not taking care of our physical health, uh, uh, drinking too much, smoking, uh, whatever whatever it may be, spending too much money, shopping too much, whatever it may be. um, They are coping mechanisms to hide an aspect that remains unhealed within ourselves. Uh, So there is a direct correlation there. Uh, So when we're looking at in hypnotherapy looking at smoking for example there are two aspects to it it's the chemical dependency and then you have the mental dependency and we need to uh, address both of those um, the chemical dependency is surprisingly enough the easy one to break uh, that only takes i think it's like a couple of weeks and the body is is quite okay with not having uh, the nicotine in the body um, or the brain is okay with it. Uh, but the mental dependency, we actually need to understand what it is, what the dependence, uh, dependency is connected to. Uh, and that's the same thing with if you're shopping or you're, or you're shopaholic or you're workaholic or whatever a-holic it is. Um, it's understanding what the coping mechanism is co- uh, connected to as uh, coping with. Uh, so for me, uh, the coping mechanism was to uh, deal with the pain of abandonment. That was kind of the holy grail for me. Once I understood that and I was started to work on that and I started to heal that, uh, that uh, then made it quite easy to quit smoking, actually. Um, it wasn't a challenge once I could uh, deal with that because th- then I didn't have anything to cover up. There was no uh, nothing I needed to have that coping mechanism for. One of the big problems <laughs> is, is also that uh, we we make promises to ourselves at this point where there is great pressure on ourselves. So if you make a promise to yourself on March 15th, the pressure is not going to be the same as around New Year's Eve. So let's look at some of the uh, kind of strategies and tactics and practices we can put into place to make our promises stick or our resolutions stick. Um, I've already touched up on the uh, finding the source of the coping mechanism uh, or the source of the pain or the the what we he- need to heal uh, in order to. Work through and uh, release the Kappa mechanism
1: I think what, what you said hundred percent is true, but sometimes there are some stuff you can not control, and after and this maybe mess up all of all of your uh, plans or all of your uh, new year resolutions, oh. or every year you need to do something is the decision maker you have the willing to. You don't have the opportunity to have let's make it kind of uh, disappointing and i think uh,
0: do, you want, do you want to share an example
1: this the most important thing uh, block my uh, new year resolutions like every year i said i want to i want to do this 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 but okay i can't control going to the gym every day crush it for two hours but i couldn't control walking, uh, try to find somewhere where to work and let people uh, accept me uh, because something I couldn't have, like lack of experience or maybe lack of the network or lack of blah, 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 you feel Mm -hmm. in the blanket. But this is the most important. uh, Yeah, this I have the willing, but sometimes outside you cannot control. This Absolutely. For me Absolutely. personally, I'm not sure about the rest, but this, for me personally, is the most important or the most significant thing: is block my New Year resolution. Thanks.
0: Absolutely, and in fact, the only three things that you can control: it's your thoughts, your words, your actions. Those are the only things that you can control. Uh, so, making a New Year's resolution that your wife's going to be nicer to you. Um, that's not going to work because you're not the one controlling her so to speak you have no control over her Um, or make you know that you are going to get a new job because you don't control the job market Um, so for sure those are uh, those kind of uh, new year's resolutions you you do kind of set yourself up for failure in that respect so i i totally get that jed uh jad and but perhaps you look at, uh, you know, if you, if it's career related, then perhaps uh, just look at, okay, well, I want to get a new job. Perhaps under uh, make a resolution that I'm going to seek to understand what it is I want to do or what really uh, inspires me that then is a a different type of resolution and from that you can then take the step over to uh, changing careers or moving into a new job so absolutely outside uh, influences will always be there Um, but i think making resolutions or making promises to ourselves uh, they have to be within what we can control so our words our thoughts our actions
2: Yeah, I just wanted to share that for me, I tend to come up with multiple sort of resolutions, Mm -hmm. and I never achieve all of them, but I do tend to achieve some of them. So I think you know, you can look at it in a positive light that you know if you have six, seven resolutions, at least you're achieving some of them. Right. But on the hand, you know, end of the year, you realize that okay, I have achieved some, but what about the others? So I think it's kind of that where, you know, the question is is too many the right way to go or too few the right way to go and then also during the year itself new things come up and uh, there may be a new resolutions with, which comes up middle of the year and then what what happens to you know something which you had initially thought about doing so it's quite dynamic but, I, but for me you know thinking about it end of the year or right on the 1st of January definitely helps it's almost like a, a protocol so to say
0: Right. So when you look at the resolutions you typically or the, the ones that you've made what is there a commonality between the ones that you succeed with and the ones that don't stick?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I think I think those which require me to be at it much more frequently. Right. Maybe on a daily basis or at so least kind of b-
0: bigger 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 resolutions.
2: Yeah, I mean, something which which I have to do on an infrequent basis, let's say, you know, once a week or a couple of times a month. Those are the ones which tend to get, when, when, when I miss it, then of course I've lost another month, right? right? But if I'm doing something every day, 15 minutes or half an hour, whatever it is, then I'm more likely to stick on to it. Even if I'm missing a day, it's still fine. So maybe that's one of the things which I've observed. Right. But, you know, there are conflicts, like if you're doing one and you're having another goal, which is at conflict with it, then uh, and and you want them both, so again, you know, those are some of the situations. I think practical life is like that. You never have a clear set of uh, goals or resolutions which are completely independent from each other.
0: Yeah. And I, um, so I would
2: like your view and you know, as we go through this session, what your thoughts are around some of these things, the challenges that we. Have.
0: Yeah, and I think also one, we we have this idea that. If I fail, then I've failed. Then, you know, I got to scrap it all uh, rather than saying, okay, well, it didn't work this way. How, how can I approach it in a different way? Or is there a part of this resolution? So uh, and we'll go through some of these examples later. But it's one of the points I have here. The second, Actually, the next point I have is it's not about all or nothing it's all or something and that's the oftentimes the approach that most people have is that i gotta do you know quitting smoking for example which i can relate to myself uh, if you use that as your new new year's resolution if you go into the new year and you're just going to quit cold turkey then You set yourself up for failure because it's too big and too soon. Um, So perhaps having a plan. You know how do you plan around that? Well, perhaps you go and you schedule time with a hypnotherapist. Uh, Perhaps you start start a process of meditation. So you, you prepare the groundwork for your resolution to actually work. Um, so that when you go into and perhaps you promise yourself that say you smoke a pack a day, 20 cigarettes a day. All right, you make a promise to yourself you're going to halve that, or you're going to uh only smoke 19 cigarettes a day. And then you have this promise that after two weeks you're only going to smoke 15. Like so you, you kind of do gradually, and you make the promises in a way that you they are more easily achievable right uh and make also make them quantifiable so people say i'm going to get fit well okay what what does get fit mean or i'm going to eat healthier okay well what does that mean so attach some something quantifiable to it um perhaps and what does eating healthier mean? Uh, does it mean eating less meat? Does it eat, mean eat more vegetables or bring more vegetables into your diet uh, to become more mindful of what you eat? What does they actually mean? And what what's the purpose of eating healthier? Is it to, uh, you know, have better uh, you know, when you take a blood test and you look at your uh, the values there, is that your benchmark? So have that benchmark to go on so that you have a reference point rather than kind of lo- these lofty, ambiguous uh, goals. That I'm going to eat less. I'm going to shop less. I'm going to save more. Uh, attach actual quantifiable uh, numbers to it or something that is quantifiable. Um, And Erica Edmonds said, uh, well, he said several times in his different talks and uh, so forth, but he claims that he always keeps his promises. Come, Come hell or high water, always keep your promises. And I think that's a good starting point. But that also includes that we're being careful what promises we make. So if I make the promise to quit smoking a big audacious goal then I have to keep that promise come hell or high water but if I make the promise to smoke one cigarette less every single day then that's a that's a more achievable promise and that's a promise perhaps I'm able to keep so it's making a promise and being respectful to ourselves to hold that promise, to keep that promise, right? So, always keeping our promises to ourselves and to others.
3: Hi, awesome, nice seeing you again. Happy New Year. Oh, to you too. Um, I just wanted to say, when when, when you say like, for example, um, uh, keeping promises to self, Mm -hmm. does that again come back to self-worth in terms of like, I am worthy and I need to respect myself enough to um, be true to myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so that's I, I would include that in kind of preparing the groundwork for your, new, your resolution in that why am I unable to keep promises to myself? Do I not respect myself enough? Uh, mm-hmm. And if that's the case, why is that? Mm. What is it? Why is it?
3: Oh,
0: that I hold, I hold, um, hold why is it that I hold within myself that remains unhealed? And I may I, I, I don't respect myself enough to keep my promises to myself, for sure. Absolutely fast. Thank you for bringing that perspective. You're welcome. Um, all right, so uh, as I said before, it's not all or, all or nothing; it's all or something. So we we start with manageable chunks. Um, we start with feasible steps, and the steps uh, kind of uh, is uh, these steps have to be, as I said before, they are quantifiable. So we we always have something that we measure ourselves against, um, and. The big one, and this goes back to what you, um, Jad was saying before. Uh, oh, no, sorry. It was uh, Shirashendu who was talking about uh, the uh, practice or something that you have to do every day or something like this. But building up a routine or practice uh, that you can form uh, from a platform uh, or create this platform to then form a habit because once it becomes a habit then it becomes more subconscious and we don't need to think about it so much so if you make the promise that you're going to go to the gym every single day uh, in the new year then that's going to start falling off because it's you're not really in balance with the rest of your life you kind of have to create you have to make going to the gym your <laughs> your career right um, and perhaps you don't really have the motivation. So why are you going to the gym? What is, what is the uh, aim I'm looking for? So again, having that quantifiable, uh, measurement, perhaps, uh, you're going to be part of a, perhaps you want to be a bodybuilder or you want to be able to lift a certain weight or something. So, but if we set it up as I have to go every single day, then we put, it's too big too soon. So, I like the Mind Valley 10X program that works beautifully for me. I've kept that going now for two years. Um, so, I go to the gym three times a week and I lift my weights, and that's it. I'm in the gym perhaps an hour, so three hours a week. And that's totally manageable for me. Um, And I've been able to keep it up because it doesn't take so much time out of my day. And now it's part of my my routine, it's part of a habit, it is a habit for me. Um, And I thoroughly enjoy it. And I can, uh, because of the way that they've set up the 10X program, it it, uh, allows me to see that continuous improvement uh, as well. So, I think that is a good example of, you know, do it in manageable steps, but do it effectively, and then you'll have that sticking power. Now, for example, I I, I have always, uh, well, not always, but uh, since I was a teenager, I've been a, a long endurance runner. I had a big gap that I didn't run at all, but I took it up a few years again. Um, and then I kind of slowed down when I started with the 10 X. Um, but now I'm running, uh, I'm training for the marathon, London marathon in, uh, April. So now I'm back into that. So that I now run like, uh, what is it? Uh, five days a week. So that is a lot. It takes a lot of time out of my days, but I have a goal the goal is to complete the London Marathon and hopefully under uh, four hours. So I have that as my benchmark, that's my goal. Um, once the marathon is over, then I can take away a couple of days or I can run shorter distances. So it doesn't take uh, take that much time um, out of my day. So again, it is about that managing the uh, or finding the balance bet- between your work, your personal or your family life, and uh, your personal attention to yourself as a were. So it's it's all about building up this routine that is going to work for you. Um, So a good book to read on that is Atomic Habits. uh, And uh, in there they talk about, uh, for example, the um, habit stacking. Um, So if you can attach Uh, a new habit to something you are already ingrained, uh, then, uh, you know, that's a good way of doing it, because then it's just prolonging something you're already doing. So say, for example, you you set the intention or the uh, resolution to start meditating in the uh, new year. Perhaps you then attach that to waking up in the morning. So what You know, immediately when you wake up, you swing your legs over the side of your bed, put them in the floor, and perhaps you just sit there and breathe with your eyes closed and just bring your awareness to your breath for perhaps 10 breaths or five minutes, whichever. And that's something that is achievable uh, for most people. And you do that every morning. Once you have it in grained as a habit and you've attached it to the waking up, then you can take it a step further. Perhaps uh, you have a a special place where you meditate Um, and perhaps you stretch out the meditation a little bit longer. Perhaps you have uh, your favorite meditation track, whatever it may be, but start out with something that you can create a habit out of. And you stack it up with something else that then gives you that staying power because once you've done it for long enough to create a habit out of it then it's it's actually something you have to break to get out of it's not something you you leave uh, willy-nilly so for example meditation is something I took back up uh, almost seven years ago and I meditate every morning. When I started out, it was I meditated a lot. It was like morning, evening. Uh, it was probably about three hours a day because um, I was going through a challenging time and I, I needed that uh, time to kind of self-reflect. And I suppose I could have easily given it up, but it was such a part of my habit after I'd done it for you know a few months that. And today I wouldn't even dream of not meditating every morning, even if it's only half an hour or something like that. But it's, if I don't do it, and I think there's been like three days in these seven years that I haven't meditated, I notice it. So I, it's part of my routine. It's as natural or as, as necessary as, uh, you know, taking a shower or eating breakfast or or whatever it may be. So if you create it in under those terms or within that framework, then you create that staying power. Okay. Anybody else have any uh, resolutions or any uh, thoughts on resolutions that you want to share? Any, uh, any attempts, whatever. Fast. Go ahead.
3: Yeah. Um. Chris, on what you're you've been saying in terms of like um creating habits etc. Mm-hmm. Like for myself, normally I don't do New Year's resolutions. I I'm a person who lives day to day, and I know, and I know like uh, throughout the years, especially since uh, joining Mind Valley two years ago in 2021, um, I've come to explore different types of meditations and different types of um, energy works, etc., and kind of figured out what works for me, what doesn't, what's, what's good for me and what feels right. And I tend to go with that. So for example, mm-hmm. like you said, in terms of meditation being part of daily routine, I found it so effective doing it first thing in the morning within the first 10 minutes of waking up. Because you're in that state, aren't you? The the brain state. Uh, I can't uh, remember.
0: It's the, uh, well, you, you got the haze of the hypnagogic uh, state, yes. Uh, hypnagogic is when you're uh, kind of the, the, the state when you're between sleep and awake. And you're kind of in that haze a little bit uh, when you wake up, yes.
3: Yeah. So I tend to utilize that time and also before I go to sleep, the 10 minutes before that. Because again, you're in that that similar state, mm-hmm. and I found it quite effective using meditations. And I have kept to that um, because, like you said, missing a day, like for me, if I miss like uh, one day, okay, fine. But if I miss more than one day, then I can totally feel the energy in my my body totally change um, and the vibration that I'm I'm coming at um Mm -hmm. and it affects my day it really does so like you said totally important in terms of meditation whatever work for each person but yeah
0: yeah and also uh, actually before you came in fast the one of the points i was making is that for some people making new year's resolutions is too big it's too much pressure so Mm -hmm. perhaps make a resolution on 15th of March or <laughs> just a random date will, uh, might be more uh, more effective from that perspective because then you're not putting the same amount of pressure on yourself, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, I do tend to write, like I don't say like um, New Year's resolutions as such, but goals that mm-hmm. I want to hit by the end of 2023. So I'll do a list like that, but it's not something that I... I'm just like, it is in the back of my head every day. So I am working towards or doing something towards it. And right. I will review every three months and be like, okay, where am I at this point? Where am I at this point? But they're not like goals as such in terms of like.
0: So, it so, sounds like you're working with the OKR, the objectives and key results uh, kind of uh, program. Sorry, say that again. Uh, the objectives and key results, OKRs.
3: Okay, I'm not really f- too familiar.
0: Well, that's the uh, that's the program you're using anyway, sir. So <laughs> without knowing it, uh, it's basically mm-hmm. you set your objectives and you you can break it down um, the part you know from different parts of your life. Or so, say your objective is to. Uh, perhaps do more speaking engagements or uh, to gain more clients or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So the key results are what key results do I need to hit in order to get more clients? So perhaps I need to uh, go to a networking event every week or uh, whatever it may be.
3: How do I spell like... uh... Is this some kind
0: of? Um, yes. So um, if it's uh, if if you search it up uh, on the internet, it's called objectives and key results. So one of the original books on the matter is uh, uh, by John Doer uh, "Measure What Matters," OKRs: The Simple Idea That Drives 10x Growth. Oh, okay. So it's
3: by John.
0: Oh, okay. Doer D O E W R.
3: Oh, brilliant! Okay, got
0: I it. think John Dare was uh, he was uh, part of starting, uh, part of uh, Intel. He was part of uh, Microsoft. Uh, yeah, um uh, and the, uh, IBM. I think he came from actually, uh, mm-hmm. and they. Uh, that's where they started using these uh, these types of tools. But it's a it's a very effective tool and. Uh, Actually, it's a, a good idea to bring that into your new year's resolution. So, okay, my new year's resolution is if it is to quit smoking. That's my objective. What are the key results? I need to hit that on a weekly basis, monthly basis, quarterly basis, and yearly basis. And what what's the time frame I'm going to hit this goal? So we're again we're not Setting up, setting ourselves up for failure by just saying, "Okay, January first, I'm quitting smoking," because now you've got this huge mountain in front of you. And again, if you've been partying on New Year's Eve, then uh, uh, any smoker will know that (laughs) Uh, it's very difficult to uh, give up smoking when you're hungover. Uh, If you set yourself up with, "That's my goal." And this is how I'm going to work towards this. So your resolution actually becomes the key results. Um, so thank you for bringing that up first. That's a, I didn't think of it in those terms, but that's a, a good way of doing it. So your, your key results then becomes uh, well, I need to, if I start to exercise more. So for example, if if you start uh, going uh, going for runs, then it's going to be difficult to run if you're smoking because your lung capacity is uh, worse and your heart is not pumping or is going to pump uh, the heart pressure is going to be a lot higher and so forth and so forth so if you that then gives you part of that motivation to give up smoking so you see how we're linking that into each other and perhaps you say Uh, one of the key results is that I'm meditating every day so that I can understand where the coping mechanism of smoking comes from, right? So we're setting it up with these key results to achieve the uh, objective or the goal, right?
3: Yeah, definitely a great way to see it. And and like you said, it's easier to kind of maintain and gain that target at the end of the year than just um put yourself under so much pressure to the point where you're just like i can't do it and it's like mm-hmm. oh, okay like what's the point in doing it and then like that if it's gonna cause so much anxiety and so much panic
0: well that's it we put ourselves under so much pressure we put this big you know mountain in front of ourselves and we have to climb in one false swoop instead of realizing they're climbing a mountain Mountain is uh, one step at a time. Um, and that's, I think that's life, life in general. We, we get, move into this state of anxiety because we, we just put these mountains in front of us um, instead of saying, okay, well, this is my goal for this year. And but I'm not going to be there next week. It's next year or in a year's time but what am I going to do to get there if I mm-hmm. sit on my bum and do nothing and you know December comes around I haven't done anything to take any steps towards that well then yeah then we're going to have a have a problem then we kind of have to start over and say okay well <laughs> what do I need to do next year to, to actually hit this target or uh, make this goal I think that you're absolutely right. We put, set ourselves up for failure by uh, creating these mountains and uh, expecting us to just get the, get it done immediately. I think they say that we we overestimate what we can do in a day and we underestimate what we can do in a year, right? Yeah.
3: I mean, it's like wanting to go from zero to hero all in one go.
0: When yeah. There's
3: too many baby steps and you got to
0: sure.
3: be able to, uh, like, Crawl before you can walk, and before you can run.
0: Absolutely.
3: It takes baby steps. It takes time and it takes patience.
0: Yeah. And these
3: days, the instant gratification, everything is so instant. Everybody wants everything so quickly, so fast. they' what we so quick and so fast. And when they don't get it, they get this discouraged, and then yeah. uh, and then start um, feeling um, like like you said failure, mm-hmm. and then not be able to pick themselves up again. Um, so.
0: And that's yeah, actually, that actually reminds me of another key key tool to you, or key key state, I, I should say, um, is what vibrational frequency are you trying to achieve your resolution in? And then this goes for whatever goal you have in life. Are uh, what what vibrational frequency are you in? Are you in the State of you know bitterness, anger, guilt, shame. If those are your embodied frequencies, you are not going to be in this in a state to move forward and achieve the things that you want to achieve because you're stagnating within yourself and you're, you're the energy you don't have the energy to flow forward first taking a look at how can I increase my frequency or increase my vibration into a state of uh, compassion or acceptance, love, whatever, uh, you know, you want to go and see how you can get there. So uh, if you are walking around being irritated by everybody, then perhaps start to understand how you can uh, have compa- uh, compassion for other people and understand yourself, why am I having this reaction to everybody? Why am I judging others? Um, perhaps you're finding it hard to kind of have that connection. You find that division between yourself and others. Um, so these, are, these things all play into the process. Um, To understand how we can then move forward and be more uh, successful in our resolutions or in our goals in general.
3: Do you then think then it's all in the mind and it starts with the mind um, in terms of wanting to achieve these goals, the mindset.
0: Absolutely, the motivation has to be there. I, I would say personally, the biggest reason. The uh, when I on the process of quitting smoking, that I failed uh, to quit smoking. Was that I didn't understand for myself why I was quitting smoking, oh, yeah. and it was that process of I couldn't I couldn't visualise myself as a non-smoker. Mm-hmm. It was such a part of my life. I at that point I'd smoked for two thirds of, uh, of my life, or no, uh, three quarters of my life even. Um, so I was like. I couldn't, I didn't know myself as a non-smoker and that when I started meditating, that then gave me the space to actually see or visualize myself as a non-smoker and feel into how that felt and so forth. And I, that way I could then uh, um, kind of work into that. So yeah, it, it, mindset is a huge thing. Um and mm-hmm. so if you're making a New Year's resolution on a whim, then mm-hmm. th- there's no substance behind it. There's nothing that bolstering or building up the the kind of your, your staying power as it were. Well. Yeah,
3: that makes sense. I mean, does embodiment come into that as well? Was that similar?
0: Uh, well, the, I think if you have, it goes from kind of idea to embodiment. The embodiment is when you have the habit. That's when it it's so natural. So, in my case, again, with the quitting smoking, I had the idea that I was going to quit smoking. The embodiment was when I was I had uh, flipped to the other side where I was convinced that I didn't want to smoke any longer. And that. Mm. You know, today I wouldn't even I wouldn't even consider going to have a cigarette or you know buying a pack of cigarettes or something. It just wouldn't. Uh, it doesn't come into my thinking even. And when I speak about it, it's not something I'm like, oh yeah, no. It's like it doesn't exist. And that's embodiment. So you embody this new aspect or you this new version of yourself if you like so Mm. in my case it was the uh not being able to see myself as a non-smoker flipping from that to not being able to see myself as a smoker
3: Mm. okay that makes sense yeah i mean would you think the reason for wanting to do what you want to do so wanting to achieve your goal so the reason behind it needs to be big enough impactful enough to achieve
0: it i think so yeah for me mm-hmm. that's uh, so for me it was health uh mm-hmm. you know i have children i would like to stay around stick around for them uh, for a while and you know if you're smoking then uh, you're probably not going to uh, stay around for very long so yeah uh, that was a big motivation for that was the foundational motivation but then, when you get into it, you're like, "Okay, so why am I so smoking to begin with? And then, once I started understanding that and I was able to heal that, the cigarettes just kind of disappeared they they because there was no reason for them to exist any longer mm. so you you healed that, and it's the same with uh, you know e- eating too much sugar. it's there to. Hide some sort of pain that or uh, suffering that you're experiencing, uh, i.e., coping mechanism. So once you get beyond that, you you go, okay, what well, what's the point of eating all this sugar? So you heal that aspect which you are trying to cover up. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you go into, well, why am I eating all this sugar? It's there's no point to. It. Yeah,
3: I mean, I've just got a bar of chocolate right next to me, Chris. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh okay, yeah, no, I got plenty of sugar in the house uh, since Christmas here too. But uh, and I'm like, <laughs> who can I, now, who can I give this away to?
3: <laughs> hear me out, hear me out. It's dark chocolate, and it's only got um 12.9 grams sugar in 100 grams. So like in a square, it's 1.6 grams. It's not that bad. It's dark well, chocolate, 80% oh. 85% cocoa. So I'm, I'm doing all that. Then, right.
0: again, then again, you know, all, it's not all or nothing, it's all or something. So, if you want to have a piece of chocolate, have a piece of chocolate. Enjoy it. <laughs> oh,
3: thank you. Yeah, one of my end-year goals, I'm I'm trying to look for a, a potential spouse. Right. And uh, yeah, so, kind of like key objectives for myself is get myself out there, connecting with as many people as possible. Yeah. And then taking it from there, really? I don't know. Do I need to break it down even more?
0: Well, so is your resolution to meet a uh, life partner? Yes. Okay. Um, and we, we actually, uh, we talked about this with uh, mm-hmm. Shendu before. So making resolutions that is dependent on outside forces, uh-huh. uh, you're, you're kind of... Creating a problem right away because you can't control the outside forces. Okay. Uh, so the only things that you can control are your thoughts, your words, your actions. Now, okay. so this, so the, this might be your goal, as you say. So this is your uh, goal for the year. Uh, but perhaps the res- New Year's resolution is to get out and meet more people. So perhaps it's. Uh, Joining a club or joining a uh, some sort of uh, class of some sort, right? because that that's an action that you control. So yeah. I think the first one of the rules there, one of the first rules is that uh, in order to make the resolution, you're making a promise to yourself you have to be able to control the resolution. Um, and you you can't control who's going to fall in love with you, right. Mm-hmm so therefore that's that's a difficult resolution to make because you're making a resolution for someone else
3: is it uh, is manifesting does that come in there somewhere or
0: so you're going first
3: does manifesting or something like that come in there?
0: Well, again, it's manifestation is a um, is a different type of thing because that you're, you're playing more with the energy of it and you mm-hmm. but you know as a resolution you can say I want to feel more uh, uh, experience more love within myself
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then perhaps you part of that process that resolution is to I'm going to do a self-love meditation twice a week okay or uh, I'm going to, every morning I wake up, I'm going to look into the mirror and I t- tell myself I love, me, uh, love you, mm-hmm. right? And it's once you feel that, once you embody that feeling, that then mm-hmm. makes it potent for you to manifest that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Right? Okay. Because if you experience that within yourself, then you're going to draw, uh, you're going to attract that and you're going to draw that towards yourself. So yes, uh, I would say yes and no <laughs> to mm-hmm. your, your original question. But um, so perhaps if you switch the resolution from being that you're going to find a life partner or a romantic partner, uh, what what are some of the key results you, you need to hit in order to find that partner? Well, First, you need to get... To be around people you meet, need to meet people, right? Mm-hmm. So, how are you going to do that? More
3: networking,
0: yeah. So, uh, what, what type of networking are you going to do? Clearly, not business networking, but well, that might be a, a secondary benefit you can get out of it. Uh, but perhaps you join a class, right? Or you join a club, um, perhaps they're yoga or. Well, yoga might be a challenge to, to, uh, I think, the yoga classes I've been to, I've I've often been the only guy there. So it's (laughs) probably easier for a guy to meet meet a a romantic partner in the yoga class than the other way around. Um, Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so find what works for you in that. Mm -hmm. So your resolution becomes more of, I am going to, a love myself more or
2: mm-hmm. create
0: create a, an environment within myself where i respect and love myself more um and i'm going to get make a resolution to put myself out there yeah. so so then you're creating the best possible environment for that romantic partner to a partnership to happen right Mm -hmm. well yeah that makes sense i mean that reminds me of like a law of attraction yeah no i mean Mm -hmm. resolutions are attracting a new situation in life Mm -hmm. whether it being shopping less quitting smoking drinking less exercising more you are taking action towards something you want to experience something you want to manifest so absolutely it does have that direct direct uh, co- uh, correlation yeah for sure
3: mm,
0: yeah definitely thank you so much that makes so much sense yeah well my pleasure not well we're on the hour here so uh i think we'll uh call that a day now uh, thank you everybody for showing up and bringing your beautiful energies as always and uh thank you everybody f- who's shared or just listened in it's all about bringing the uh, bringing the energy to the collective here. So thank you very much and uh, I wish you all a very happy new year and uh, a prosperous and gr- year with full of growth and uh, personal involvement. So enjoy and we'll uh, see you next time. Talk to you later. Bye. So as you can see with a little preparation and a little strategy that The New Year's resolutions that we make are entirely possible to uh, keep. So remember to uh, be mindful of the promises you make to yourself and the promises that you do make to yourself. Make a commitment to keep them. And I'd like to take this opportunity to, to wish you a happy 2023 New Year and to wish you a prosperous and a year full of growth and joy and everything that you desire. We'll uh, look forward to another full year of podcasting with you. Have a good one.